really glad that this table's at the right height for me. Um, always, always a bit concerned when um, I come to the front and there's one of those lecterns and I can hardly see over the top. Um, so at least um, you can see me and I can see you this morning. Now, some people crept in while we were doing worship and starting, and I'm not sure everybody said Happy New Year to each other. So could you do something to just bless a Scotsman's heart and just wish each other Happy New Year um, before I get started? Brilliant. So, Happy New Year from me and the, the rest of Clan Bowie. And some of you, I feel like I've only seen just a few hours ago, actually, in this building. So, um, if I've said Happy New Year to you already, please forgive me. I'm going to say Happy New Year again. Now, this morning, I'm going to share a word with you that I felt God touched me with a few months ago. And I always say to people, oh, God speaks to me sometimes. And I just felt a nudge with the Holy Spirit saying, no, actually, Andrew, you've got that a little bit wrong. I'm speaking all the time. It's just you're listening every now and again. So it happened to be one of those moments where I was listening and I felt God speak to me. And I hope this morning that God speaks to you too through that word. Can you consider this morning as the appetizer? There are other courses in this meal and more things to look at and chew on. But what I want to give you this morning is a download of what God said to me. And your job this morning is to process that and apply that to you and to us as a church. Do you think we can do that? Well, why don't we stand? Let's just pray and ask God to do that. Well, Father, this morning, I want to pray that, just put your hand on your heart. I want to pray that you would speak to our hearts, put your hand on your head, that you would speak to our minds, and God, most of all, that you would move us all into action in your spirit from your word this morning. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, you can all sit down. Well, see the power of that. I was never a teacher, but it's great. You can get people to stand up and sit down. Okay, who knows who Roger Bannister is? Come on, Joe, I'd expected you to know. Come on. He's the first man to run a mile in under four minutes. And the story goes that there's a guy called Norris McWhorter, and some of us will remember the, the record TV program that he had, um, the Guinness Book of Records. As he was announcing it, he only managed to get to say, three, and everybody roared, and nobody heard the rest of the time that he did. And he actually did it in... Um, Three minutes, oh, let me find it where, where it is on my notes, and 59 seconds. But his record only lasted six weeks because another guy, because he'd broken this record, a guy called John Landy from Australia came along and he ran it in three minutes, 58, knocking a clear second off of his time. Now, a few weeks later in a race in Canada in, in August, the two of them were running against each other. Can you imagine the excitement? The first two guys that run a mile in under four minutes 
running against each other. And I was going to show you a video clip, but it turns out that videos in 1954 weren't that good. <laughs> so you can't actually see the events that happened. But Landy was in the lead. He was running ahead. And you can see in the race, Bannister gradually getting up. And John Landy was aware that um, Bannister was closing up on him. And he looks over his shoulder. And as he looks over his shoulder, Bannister shoots past him and <laughs> runs past and wins the race. Steve, have you got a picture? Oh. Yeah, here we go. So this, see the, the, the painting on the left is the exact moment that Landy got overtaken. Honestly, he was winning the race and Bannister comes shooting past him. And here's the quote from John Landy. Of that instant, John Landy said, when Lot's wife looked back, she was turned into a pillar of salt. When I looked back, I was turned into a pillar of bronze. And that's the reference <laughs> to that picture right there. And his, his reference to Lot's wife is my link into uh, the word that I have for you this morning. So, tail end of last year, I heard this phrase, remember... Lot's wife. I'm going to be really honest with you. I didn't. <laughs> Anybody else remember Lot's wife? Do you remember the story, where it came from? And it caused me to go and have a look in Luke 17. Now, I'm not going to go into all of Luke 17, but I do want, Steve, if you could put the verse um, up there for me, please. And we're not going to look at everything in this passage. You're going to scoot through some of the things that are in this passage that impacted me. Because if you, if you read Luke 17, it starts about um, the Pharisees coming to Jesus and questioning him, when is the kingdom going to come? And he, Jesus, in his, in his usual way, answers the Pharisees, but doesn't answer them all at the same, all at the same time. But then he turns to the disciples and starts talking on a discourse about the signs that we're looking for and um, when the end times will come. And he talks about, as it was in the days of Noah, what happened in the days of Noah. And then he talks about, as it happened in the days of Lot. And hopefully all of you guys have, well, some of you I know have definitely been through Sunday school because I've um, seen some of you uh, in that environment days of Noah, a judgment came and people weren't expecting it and they were overtaken by that judgment. In the story of Lot, there was a judgment came and people were overtaken by it. Here's what really impacted me. Am I going to be ready for 2023? I was really stirred um, I guess, I don't know, it was, it's been a stirring in 2022 for me, really, about how we share the gospel and being effective in sharing of the gospel. And I, was, I, was, I was wrestling with that. I was stirred by it. And it was really exciting for me when, as a leadership team, Paul Koshy came and started teaching us about some things that he learned about sharing the gospel and then going as a leadership team and with Paul's family out onto the streets to share the gospel. And yet there was something in me said, this isn't enough. And then connecting it with this word 
about the pace of things that are changing. I wonder if we can hear something from God. I mean, I mean, who thought 22 was pretty fast-paced? I was, I, do you know what I mean? You can imagine, you know, three prime ministers, a queen passing on, electricity bills doubling or tripling or going fast. What a rate of change we've seen in 2022. Here's the thing. In the spirit, I think 23, there may be more change like that. And it may even get faster. But here's the thing. How can we escape from it? How can we be ready for that change in 2023? You know, my response is going to be, I'm going to work more at how I share the gospel more effectively, more frequently. What's your response to this sense in the spirit that in 2023, the momentum may take up? And if you look at some of these stories, particularly the story in Genesis, there's quite a speed involved in the pace. As I was praying about this morning, I've felt the Holy Spirit nudge me and say, Andy, you've missed a bit in your preach. Really? I, I thought I'd got it. I thought I'd got a hold of it. I thought I'd run it past Clive and Sally. Uh, you, know, it was, you know, it was doing pretty well. Look at the last part of this verse. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will preserve it. I don't think I need to say any more. But my question to you is, is how are you going to make that meaningful for you? And how are we going to make it meaningful for us in 2023 as a church? Are we prepared to lose some things? Which brings me on to the title of our talk. Remember Lot's wife. Well, we haven't looked at Lot's wife yet. So let's have a look at Genesis 19, 17 first, please, Steve. And we break into the story. There's been a whole series of things happened. Sodom and Gomorrah are going to get judged. Abraham gets told. He intercedes for the, the city. Lot and Abraham have this quite interesting um, relationship as his, as his nephew. Abraham says, Lot, why don't you choose? And Lot, being full of himself, said, oh, that looks quite nice. I'll have the best bit. So he goes off and he does that. Abraham has to rescue Lot. And we come to this point in the story where there's a judgment coming down. And the judgment is coming. And it is coming fast. And um, you see here, two angels are sent to rescue Lot and his family. And Look at the words in this. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, flee for your lives. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains. You will be swept away. That doesn't sound like a polite suggestion to me, does it really? It sounds like you have got to do this. Is there something there in the spirit for us? We have got to to do this. Because there's one thing that they were told that Lot's wife disobeyed. Next verse, please, Steve. Oh, 
Lot's wife looked back. What was she told not to do? Don't look back. And I don't know if you guys have ever got that, you know, perverse part in your nature where you see a red button that says, don't push. And the bit of you goes, ooh, I wonder what happens if I push this button. But I don't think that's what this was about. This was about Lot's wife's heart was still back in the city that God had judged. And I don't know if you've ever tried to do this. Have you ever tried to sort of look and see something? So we've seen that picture in the story where the guy looks over his shoulder. And as a result of looking over that shoulder, it slowed him down enough that Roger Bannister got past him. What does looking back do? So if I try and turn my neck and see what's right behind me, I'm facing the opposite direction as to where I should be going. And what else happens? I become static. I stop moving. Here's what I think God's saying to us in this year. Stop looking back. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Stop looking back. Let go of the things that were back in 2022. We cannot do those things again. If people have hurt you, if things have troubled you, if things haven't worked out right, we cannot do those things. But what we can carry with us are the side effects of those things in our hearts, and we, we get troubled by them, and we mull over them, and look what happens when you start doing that. Are you facing the right way when you do that? No, you're not. And so alongside this sense of momentum, and you need to have this sense of moving forward, and I cannot believe I'm telling people to move forward at a pace. This should be a mover's preach, really. Um, if we are moving forward, but moving forward in the wrong direction, what are we doing? We're moving backwards. Correct. It's really simple, isn't it? This is not a hard preach in terms of the concepts. It's a harder preach in terms of actually realizing, wow, this could apply to me. And, and as part of this process before this preach, I want you to know I, I've been through this through for myself. And I've said, God, are there things inside of me that are holding me back? And I've got to be honest, I was kind of expecting him to say, no, no, you're fine, Andy, you're all right. <laughs> There's nothing for you to do. But actually, to my surprise, he brought things to my mind that I had to deal with. Do you know what? I went from facing this direction to this direction, but also feeling lighter and more able and ready in 23 to move forward. And that's why I feel this is the best word for us today. Can we see these things? The urgency in the Spirit. These things are coming. You need to be ready. You need to be moving forward, but you don't need to be looking back. There's things that you need to leave behind that are from 22, maybe even further back than that. There are ways of doing things. There's habits, there's behaviors, there's ideas. There's all sorts of things that God could speak to you about in 2022, but can we be open 
to a new way of doing things? Can we be open to that? Can we be open to this idea that there maybe are things in there that we need to get rid of? But the only way to survive is to move and move at a pace. Honestly, read <laughs> read Genesis, because at one point Lot's going, we can't get there quick enough, Captain. And, <laughs> and they're saying, okay, right, we'll go there. And, and they're trying to outpace this thing that's coming against them. And there are things coming against us. I feel the spiritual atmosphere over our country has changed. The passing of the Queen really marked that for me in a big way. Things are gaining a pace. So I want you to realize the urgency and the increasing urgency in God to respond to him this morning. I want to encourage you not to look back, to deal with the things that would hold you back. And it may not be everything, but I, I can be sure from my experience, I'm not sure I've finished dealing with all of them, actually, if I'm honest with you. I probably dealt with the biggies and still got some of the smaller ones to deal with. Can I urge you not to look back? But can I also encourage you to make his priorities your priorities? Because if your direction isn't right, then you're not going to end up in the right place. So I want to just give us, just encourage you just to stand up just for a minute and not listen to my words, but listen to the Holy Spirit and what He's saying to you and maybe to us as a church. What are the things that I need to let go of? Start looking at Jesus. Just start praying that for yourself and then we'll all pray together in a few minutes. some relationships or friendships that are not helpful to them. Just bring that to God if that's applicable to you. after me. There's a part in the prayer where you fill in the part or the words that are applicable um, to you. And I'll let you know when we get to that bit. So let's just, let's just pray this prayer together as a church. Lord Jesus, we want to turn and face you and your direction for in 2023. Please forgive me for holding on to things 
that I should have let go of. Please help me to let go of, and then there's your bit to specifically say something. Help us to start 2023 with a sense of God's urgency and renewed heart. Amen. You know, I really believe God's spoken to people here this morning about things, or even people online, of things that they need to deal with. And as Nathan encouraged um, us on Christmas Day, we've all got WhatsApp. I'm pretty sure everybody sent uh, Happy New Year messages one way or another. But send a message to your city group leader or the person that you're with, with something that you want to deal with in 2023. This is an ongoing um, discussion that I think we'll have in city groups. We've got some notes that we want to pass around so that people will... Um, can just get all of out of this word that we can. But I just want to encourage you, this new year, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Bless you. Thank you for listening, and I pray that you will see some great changes in 2023. Thank you.